Life Audio. Today I'm talking about that. John digitally tracks his family and gets invited to speak at an Episcopal church for about 11 minutes. Meanwhile, I think professional wrestlers and stand-up comedians have a lot in common and reveal the coldest day in history. Plus, we talk about meeting each other 28 years ago, how early is too early to hug, and the incredibly dumb joke I told John that started it all. Today's episode is not sponsored by Mantles. It's like a shelf you put all your dusty things on. But first, a word from our actual sponsor. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast, to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. (laughs) Buckle up. Bantertown Junction, Johnny. Oh, yeah? Let's talk about that. Is that where we're headed? Bantertown Junction. We're at a crossroads. Yeah. Like Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway, wasn't that poignant? Wasn't it though? Because it just ends there. That's, yeah. a, that's kind of a that was a bold choice. He just looks down like endless what's, roads. What's he gonna do? Yeah, and he drinks his bottled water well, yeah, because he's got, grateful for the little things now. You got to stay hydrated. That's what you took from it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I'm Tom Hanks for water. <laughs> it's a water commercial. Uh, yeah. No, it's great. You it's great to be at a junction. You just got off the road, man. Like, literally, I picked you I up. I did a taping last night in Huntsville, Alabama, at a great comedy club there called Stand Up Live. And it was for uh, a comic who's been doing comedy like 40 years. His name's Killer Bees. Truett Beasley. Call it goes by Killer Bees. Hmm. And uh, kind of a legend in the South, especially. Like, Zany's, our local club here, which is one of the best clubs in the nation. They, they refer to it sometimes as the house that Bees built. Oh, wow. He used to be able to sell out like five weeks a year at Zany's. Wow. So uh, anyway, he reached out to me personally and asked me to be a part of this uh, taping. And I got to do a 15-minute set. And it's I think it's going to be – I don't know where it's going to be. It's, they're going to try to pitch it to streamers. Mm-hmm. So it will be some stuff. And I had some new, a couple new things I did on my set last night. It was the hottest crowd I've ever been in front of at a taping. It was crazy. Wow. Like you had the cool, crazy, weird laughing lady – Mm-hmm. That everybody kept referring to, mm-hmm. which is a dream, because then they hear it, and then you call it out, and then it makes her laugh harder, yeah. and then the crowd laughs at her laugh, and then that makes 
it's it's like cheating. Yeah. It's like being able to count cards. Right. You don't even feel you go, I'm not this funny. Is this so the crowd this crowd right? is giving me more than I deserve. So that crowd was that way the whole two and a half hour show. Wow. It was unbelievable. So I got to do uh, 15, and it was really fun. And Truett, uh, Killer Bees, was such a, I mean, what a gentleman and, yeah. and uh, an elder statesman of comedy. And uh, so that was a cool opportunity. Wow. And I was just glad. Because you go down there, and you spend, I spent a couple of days there, because you go down the, the night before. Yeah. And it's weird. I, I was thinking about it yesterday. I was talking to somebody about this. A lot of my friends in comedy are pro wrestling fans, like old school pro wrestling. Right. And I think it's because there's a lot of similarities in comedy and you hit people with chairs. Oh, right. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Uh, you throw flame in their face. There's all kinds of, yeah. You're trying to distract the ref. No. <laughs> no, there's a lot. Like you have some shady promoters are mm-hmm. in the mix. You'll drive four hours to do 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. The pay is really low when you start. You're waiting for that moment to where you kind of break. Yeah. But it's a very top-heavy industry where right. a lot of the money is made by – there's not a huge middle class – when you said top heavy, I saw a big guy on the top rope. Yeah. You know no, I just meant that I'm very busty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very buxom person, as you know. Oh. No, but yeah, so there's a lot of similarities, and I just think it's interesting. And uh, and like people do characters, just like in uh, wrestling. So there's the character yeah. comics, and kayfabe is a big deal, like keeping, mm-hmm. like not exposing the business to people who don't know a lot about it. Like, yeah. I don't know, there's, there's, there's protected secrets. So I think it's very interesting. But all that said, he's been doing it so long, and so it was kind of fun. But it was one of those moments where you go, I don't want to drive all the way out here and stay the night and then, like, have a flat set. And then they put me on last. And it's a show of seven, I think it was seven or eight comics did 15-minute sets. And there's breaks in between where they're bringing up the next guy, and there's resets. So I thought, this is going to be a a two-and-a-half-hour show, and I'm last. And I decided to do music, so they got to bring out the guitar, and they got to. I have all these extra needs, yeah. and I feel like a heel because I'm just like, Ugh. Ugh. another wrestling this work. Guy. But I did. I felt kind of like, am I a problem? And uh, I was. Glad I made the right choices. I think I made the right choices as far as like what I chose to do. Uh, I did some of the stuff that I've done for a while, just because I thought this will be a new audience for that stuff. Yeah. But then I did a few new things. I told the story that I've told on the podcast for the first time. Uh, which was the night terror where I said, no, sir. I told that story on stage for the first time uh, in front of a crowd. So uh, in front of cameras. So that was kind of fun and it went well. So hopefully that'll be, I don't know where it's going to go, Amazon or whatever, but hopefully in maybe a year or so we'll see, you'll see it. Yeah. And by then it won't matter because I'll be so famous anyway. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'll be like, oh, I did that thing. What thing? La-di-da. No, I'll I'll be like, thank God for this. No, it was very cool. And, and it was cool to get to meet and hang out with a bunch of comics. So that's so rare, too. Because there are a lot of comics a, you didn't know on this one. Right? Yeah, yeah. And it's comedy is such an isolated kind of job where you just you get booked for a thing and you go and you might meet like one guy. But this was like seven of us hanging out. We all went for a burger after. And it's like we were up till 1 a.m. So it was really cool. Wow. Uh, a cool experience. And then you picked me up today. I had to drop off my rental car uh-huh. and you picked me up. I did. And, uh, it was a good feeling pulling in that parking lot and being like, my buddy John's here for me. I was there. I beat you there. You did. And then you sent me. I didn't realize you could do that where I could follow your path on Apple Maps. Apple Maps. Yeah, you can give somebody your ETA. Yeah. If you don't know this, you can share your estimated time of arrival, and they can track you. Because I had to stop for gas, but you can track that. That delay yeah. is even figured into it. Because I track my family on yes. Life 360. <laughs> <laughs> but um, don't you normally track my friends? My oh. mom <clears throat> was... One of the most overprotective moms in the history of overprotective moms. Mm. 
She had every reason to be. She had lost a kid or two for real. Like she had uh, a, a son who passed before I was even born uh, due to a tragedy. And she, so she was very like, if it stormed, I called and checked in. Yeah. If it, if I was going to be late, I called and checked in and she would call us and she'd be like, to make sure we were where we were supposed to be. I cannot imagine. Right. She passed away in 04. I cannot imagine that technology in her hands. Yeah. It might've just eased her mind. It might've made it worse. Mm. Do you think it he eases your anxiety? Yeah. Do you, are you going to have the thing in Sadie's car where you track her driving and all that? Like yes. You can see she goes do, over the speed limit and all that. This will do that. Oh, it does that. It will, it's tell, accelerometer. Me, it will tell me their max speed wow. when they arrive. It, what I, I do, I pay for crash detection. That actually does give me peace of mind. Okay, sure. I like so that. So if they're in a wreck, I'll know. How long before a kid learns uh, a back-end like, hack to these apps and is like, they're doing 100, but they can make it, say, 65? I don't know. I, I think it'd be a lot of trouble. <laughs> we were thinking about apps last night because we had a makeup person at this thing, which is odd, because then we all went out for a burger. Now, we were walking to the place, and uh-huh. so we had all these conversations of like, Eight comics in the middle of downtown at midnight walking. We don't know the area at all. We're like, yeah, it's, it's like a 10 minute walk. I don't mean it's disrespectfully. Is there a downtown Huntsville? Yeah, and it's actually okay, pretty nice. It's actually really that. cool. So we're walking this little burger bar and we're like, we're going to all get mugged and we're all wearing makeup. <laughs> it's the strange. It's like right. we just came from clown college, basically. Right. To this, they're like, there's no way they can put up a fight. Yeah. This is the most. <laughs> but anyway. They were doing makeup, and, and the person who's been who's been makeup forever, and they I think they even work on like Kid Rock's tour and all these other rock tours. Yeah. And he does he's a roadie, and she's a makeup person. They're married, and so she was so funny and interesting, and they were fun people. But I was saying to them because somebody had said it to me like, how long before with video processing and with it already happens on Instagram these filters? How long before we don't need makeup? Hmm. It's a filter that's in the camera. It's built in. So you can just be like, add a little bit of color to the cheeks and add a little, oh, that's a smoky eye now. And you just have a smoky eye and they didn't have to, I guess she goes, yeah, I didn't thought of it. And I go, yeah, you're, you're on your way to being, (laughs) I think I put a little, I put a little trepidation in her. She started crying. Yeah. Yeah, She, I really upset her. Um, She's like, lose my number. And won't it preach though? Yeah. Sometimes all we need is a different lens, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Some of y'all been trying to fix up the outside. Yeah. But you realize that. You're a, God is, looks at you differently through the yeah, lens of grace. You're a whitewashed tomb. Wait, that you went a whole different direction. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I did. I just called our audience a brood of vipers. Oh, I hate when brood I enough. hate when I do that. Last night, I was uh, after Sadie was in bed. I was saying goodnight because you know we have these early rises. Yeah. So it was kind of early, and she was still awake and everything. And we we're talking about volleyball stuff. And I was like, you know, hey, you find those players. Mm-hmm. Um, that are because she works with like MTSU players and stuff and yeah and, you know people who are ahead of her older. That's like, how you, you know, get good. You got to be around people yeah. that are better. Yeah. When you see you know even the way they conduct themselves in the court, you know, then pay attention to that and emulate it. I go, do you know what emulate means? And she goes, imitate. I said, yeah. She goes, why would I make two words that mean the same thing? <laughs> that sound really close. <laughs> she was so like yeah. She's thought, annoyed. She that's good. See, she's yeah. learning to be annoyed by, by language. the English language. That's yeah. good. That's a good little, that's a skill. It sounded like something I would have said. Yeah. Or would say right yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, Pete Holmes, who's a great comic. If you don't know Pete Holmes, he's fantastic. You would love him, John. But he has a bit about why do we have a berry called Boys and Berry? <laughs> like, they're, he goes, we name the berries. It's up to us. We have some berries that are poison, and then we have one that's not poison, and we call it Boys and Berry. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a funny. It sounds like when Dwight came in, he was like, he was lying that he was at the dentist. He was like, "What's your dentist's name?" 
<laughs> the Crentist. Crentist? <laughs> yeah. Your dentist's name is Crentist? Sounds yeah. a lot like dentist. He was like, maybe that's why he became a dentist. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Boysenberry. It is, man. But yeah, uh, emulate and imitate. Yeah, come on. Maybe they mean, maybe there's a subtle difference. Cause it's like, I'm sure there it's is. It's like empathy and sympathy are technically different in the therapy world. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, you've been talking about that. Like, so. Sympathy's looking at someone else's experience from the outside where empathy is. You're feeling true in compassion. the feeling of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. When I use. So maybe emulate means to like, I don't know, but imitate. They sound really. I they, think emulate probably takes on more of almost like a, a character thing. As imitate takes on an action. That would yeah. be my guess for it. Okay. Imitate's a little shallower than emulate. Don't you write for a living? Shouldn't you know this? Well, I mean, how I, would you use it? If how would you use them differently? Or would you just pick one and go yeah, with that? I would say, I would Ride say, the horse of imitate and not emulate. You would use emulate because it sounds smarter. Although the Bible, and it's very important to you to sound smart the, in your books. Oh, it's very important. <laughs> super important. You know, like if I say anybody says imitate, <laughs> I'm going to go with emulate here. That's more of a 50 cent version of imitate. You know what else is important, Johnny? What's that? Our sponsors. Oh, I totally agree. We're very grateful for them. And uh, you know what? I think they'd like to say a few words. So okay, let's take a minute. Yeah, you know, so to your point about writing, mm-hmm. uh, number one, I don't have the dictionary memorized no. per se, uh, but I do keep like the Merriam-Webster stuff up and it will tell you if two words are interchangeable, yeah. what the best scenario of context is to use them in. So okay. I could go look that up now and find, you know what? I'm doing it. John. I want to see, I want to see if I was right. We're going to call this a dead spot in the show. It may just say it doesn't matter and they're yeah. the same. It'll be like, like emulate, see, imitate. Right. That's what I'm guessing it's going <laughs> yeah. to be. All right. So yeah. I'm going to put in emulate. Right. It's and, the de- Department of Redundancy Department. Okay. Okay. Transitive verb to strive or equal. Yeah. To strive to equal or excel. Imitate. Okay. Okay. Especially to imitate by means of an emulator. To equal or approach equality with. So let's see if it tells us when. Uh, and the synonyms. That's interesting. The synonyms are all the same, aren't they? The synonyms do not come up to imitate. Huh. So, What's yeah. another word for synonym? <laughs> oh, is he right? That Johnny. You should really think about it. That was uh, Stephen Wright. But he, I said his was, what's another word for thesaurus? Did you know that someone today asked me, how long we'd been friends. Really? Yeah. Who was it? Bailey. Oh. We were riding together. Yeah. He's like, how long you how long have you known Johnny? Yeah. And I was like Did you nail it? Did you remember? Twenty six years. Twenty six years. Yeah, I nailed it. It's too long. I we're about whole, we're about done. I told him the whole story. Okay. That's all how how I came to Knoxville and the yeah. whole deal. And we were in this church. Yeah. And I sang this god awful song that I'd written. Right. And I was just getting back in church. It was probably my yeah. second service back from being like really estranged from organized church for like five years, yeah. four or five years. Yeah. And so you walked up. We started, you introduced yourself, complimented the song. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I did like the song. It wasn't just a, that wasn't, just, <sighs> I don't know if I'd like it now. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we were young. We were, we were it, it, the expression, the, the beauty of expression as a kid. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And so I told him how you said, so you want to be a songwriter? You want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like, yeah, I have this dream too. And you're so, I think about it. Yeah. How right now this would be like so low on your joke totem. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? But then it was the greatest thing I'd ever heard. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Like you were like, I was like setting you up, reeling you in. You was because, because you were so genuine and engaged. Yeah. You were like, yeah, I want to someday I want to move to the Holy land and, and open up a dairy store. Yeah. And I was just like, this is the most interesting person I ever met. Like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I mean, I completely bought it. Right. Complete gullibility. And then you said, yeah, yeah. And I, I said, was like, yeah, that's amazing. And you were like, <laughs> I'll call it. Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. And I remember going, wow, this is going to be great. Like this, <laughs> you know. I'm surprised you just didn't run to your car. Like, this is the corniest person. I remember you said, I remember you said, uh, I think we're going to be really good friends. I did. I said that. Yeah. And Which I right. don't make a habit of saying that. I was, a, I, was a, I was I was putting myself out there for you in that day too. Yeah, back then. No, I, yeah, I was yeah. really painfully introverted. And I remember going like, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. You were like uh, security, <laughs> and we were at a tiny church. We didn't have security. No, actually, I think I think uh, we gave a bro hug. Did we give a bro hug? We did. I think we bro hugged it. Gosh. It was like, well, it's nice to meet you, it's man. Really, that's the earliest bro hug. Yeah, because we've talked about that before. When. When do you find yourself giving hugs? Yeah. Do you go in for the hug before the other person usually? Yes. Like in the relationship, are you the one that jumps to hug? I am. Yeah. But I mean, you and I are both raised by huggers. Yeah. You know, so um, like in youth ministry, you know, there's all these, these, these rules and you have to be careful, you know, but we would teach our youth leaders like, hey, you know, Sometimes a kid needs a hug. Yeah. Uh, give, give him a side hug. Make this appropriate. Um, but, like, let's not avoid... I mean, because physical touch is a part of it. There's yeah. some, some... This may be... Depending on their family situation or right. home life. I mean, sometimes... And I know with my own kid, um, there are moments when I can see her stress so high. And I recognize my dad did this for me. When I think back about the things I miss about my dad... Yeah. There were times in my young adulthood especially... When the stress was so high, mm-hmm. if I'd see him, he'd give me this big, like, warm bear hug kind of thing. No, I remember being at your house. We were on, a, like, a band trip when we were in the band together, and we stayed at your house. And I remember him sitting, like, you were on the couch, and he kind of got to where he could get behind you, and he was just, like, rubbing your shoulders. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I've never seen a father-son, like, closeness. Like, it, it made me really, like, sad that my dad was mm-hmm. not that kind of dad. Like, yeah. I really was envious of that closeness. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, uh, but it was really great to see. I was like, oh, okay, this is what, yeah, this is what people who really love their sons do <laughs> that are, that are in touch with their own humanity. This is what, if you really want to connect with another person, you don't get afraid of stuff like that. You're like, I want my son, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. But yeah, your dad was definitely like an affectionate person. He was not, I didn't recognize in those days sort of like, you, and, and Laura is so funny. We talk about how I can have a stressful day and the hug coming home mm-hmm. from her. It's like I feel things falling off my shoulders. Is the feeling of, of, it's not just like goosebumps, but it's like I can feel stress. Yeah. And there's a lot of science to that in terms right. of, you know, those kinds of things. So I, I think I'm a believer in, and of course, scripture talks about it. You know, greeting one another with a holy kiss is what it says in the, in the New Testament. We've uh, not, just so you know, listener, John and I have not gone no, to that level. never greeted Johnny like that. I'm not. Um, let's just see what happens. There's a cultural divide. We got, we got 20 more minutes left <laughs> in the podcast. Let's see what happens. But I mean, there, I just, I look back and go, man, I take a, I take a hug from my father. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, I was thanking God for it. Like, wow, that was, you know, that was, 
and I think it again put me into the state of recognizing that need in others um, as well. I'm not the best at it, you know. Laura is a Enneagram too, and so like she literally feels everybody's needs mm-hmm. instinctively. There are times, literally, she's not spoken to someone, and she will lean into me and go, "That person's struggling with this right now," and I'll go, "What? Like we're just in the same room?" Yeah. And she's been right most every time. Like like the the in intuition of it is Uh just really unbelievable when i'm more like i need evidence yeah like i need to see what's happening i I can look and see if someone looks down or whatever uh but she'll know the cause often yeah or like what the struggle is so i'm not the most in tuned with people's needs as as say a feeler is you know a a two or you know uh, someone who's really feeling the room but um but you do start to see signs and i just think it's a gift i think it's a gift that we can give people, um, but yeah, I'm that guy. If I just met you and things are going well, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, bro, you know, it'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a, one of these, you know, your hands, right. you grab them and you kind of do like the, the, the football handshake, you know, yeah. and then you kind of pull them in a little double pat in the back. You know what I'm right. saying? And, yeah. uh, then that's Get what over I here, you knucklehead. Come on, man. You punch him right in the throat. Yeah. Right. You know, like football players. <laughs> what do you, <laughs> that's why I never made the team. Yeah, you just kept punching people in the throat. Yeah, and they were like, "That's not how we play this game." Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it is how they play the game. But speaking of making the team, are we going to talk about volleyball at all? Like, how's it going so far? What's going on? You've been getting up at four a.m. It's yeah. a whole journey. It's been interesting. It's not been every day. Yeah, uh, it was this morning. Yeah, and John's a volleyball dad, man. This is a. Str- I can't get over like these parents. Like these kids that grow up and they're like, my dad was blah blah blah. I'm like, your dad got up at four a.m. Like Sadie's gonna have. Hopefully she'll remit, she'll understand this. Yeah, her mom puts. Not to say you're not making mistakes and scarring no, her in un, untold ways. I'm just saying in this particular way, you're nailing it. <laughs> Maybe this will counterbalance all yeah. the horrible things. Yeah, I think about the hours a week that her mom puts in to getting everything ready for this machine to happen. Yeah. Um. Like, we always joke, you know, like, Laura builds the car and I turn the key kind of thing. Um, That's beautiful. But cause she does actually all the work. And then I just, you know, oh, yeah. look, you've put all this together. I'll do this. And That feels like false humility to me, but okay. No, no. I, I mean, just the, turn the key. The level of, of between the food making and the protein shake making yeah. and the clothes washing. And since they're two girls, there's clothes things between them that I'm not really aware of. I don't get it on the same yeah. level. Like there's hair taking her to the salon, getting her nails. Like there's so right. much that goes in because she had pictures today. Yeah. So, I mean, for volleyball pictures, she has to be ready, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would just be like, oh, you got pictures today. You know, I mean, Lars yeah. saw that two weeks out, made right. sure she had her right appointments and all the stuff so that she feels good about what she's doing. Yeah. So, But it is – it is. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, there was somebody that posted a tweet one day and it said, if you have – what is it? Something like if you have a child, just know that one day you will lose your mind because someone forgot to put a soccer jersey in the dryer. <laughs> it just made me laugh. There is no doubt yeah. that has happened in volleyball many times. Like, yeah. wait a second, we yeah. Um, I asked you one thing. <laughs> All you had to do. Yeah. I have been running when I drop her. Yeah, you're nailing. You're like redeeming five, the time. About five fifteen. Yeah. And I really like this morning. Honestly, I haven't felt tired. That's what's weird. I think I was up till past ten, mm-hmm. and I got up at four thirty. Here's the crazy thing: 
Yeah. And I'm sorry, honey, you're hearing this because this will make her not be able to sleep because she's worried that, that we're going to miss it. But we have two alarms set in there. Um, my alarm I actually set for 4.30 p.m. Oh, no. Yeah. Guess what? Well, I actually set for 4.20. At 4.30 a.m., I just woke up. And I looked at her. I was like, Your oh, internal clock yeah. now has taken over. You've become, you've yeah. metamorphosized. I... You're a butterfly now. <laughs> I don't know if I can keep going. The, yeah. the winter months are coming. In yeah. fact, I look when the days get so short, it's get so. But right now, the days are amazing. So you took a chance on oversleeping by twelve hours. Yeah, could you imagine if we? That would have been. Yeah, Crusady had an alarm. Like, it's four thirty. I feel so rested. <laughs> <laughs> you got like stubble. <laughs> like this is weird. Because that's all that scenario means that Laura slept in too. Yeah, uh, she, would she. She says, "I'm yeah. like, just let me get up. There's no reason, of course." Do you sleep in on vacation though? Like, what's the latest you could sleep if you if nothing was no responsibilities? Ten? Mm, could you sleep to ten? I don't think I could make ten. Probably nine, nine thirty. Yeah. Like if I if I slept to ten, that means I got up at seven, went to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Checked my text yeah. and went back to sleep. Like right. it'd be a new sleep cycle. Yeah. It's not like continuous. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I no, wake that's up. what it would have to be for me too. I wake up at seven or so. And then if I go, well, I don't have anywhere to be, and then I'll try to go yeah. back to sleep. And sometimes I'm successful, sometimes I'm not. Yeah. I'm a very successful person <laughs> at sleeping. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, she's doing well, though. So she, um, they found out last night she she was uh, she's a freshman. Yeah. And they found it, just found that out. Just found out. Couldn't believe it. Wow. Uh, she, she made. <laughs> You're a really involved parent. We just found out our daughter's a freshman. <laughs> I got to tell you. We I had no clue. I'm so like, what grade are you in again? <laughs> but she uh, made the. the yeah. Um, highest JV team, and then is uh, also going to be dressing varsity. Wow! So that's a pretty pretty big deal to freshmen. So we're very, got skills. Very proud of her. She's tall. She's lanky. She's you know we. She's spry. Whatever. I don't know what are the words. <laughs> Life. Whatever you want to say. She uh she loves the game. Yeah. She really really loves the game. So and we're like hey that's th- the most important thing. As long as you love the game, you want to yeah. play. It's fun when you don't. You don't have. I to. really loved basketball, and it did not help. Loving it. No. Uh, it, it hurt. Hey, you're a good ball it, player. Well, I didn't. You play like a guard, though. You're a tall guy that plays like a guard. I didn't. I did not play well in organized basketball. I, I rode the bench a lot. So, um, yeah. So, loving it sometimes is not. Just We just want people to know they're listening. Yeah. I don't want to give people the fault. Well, if you just love it, and I'm saying no. love it because that makes it more fun and more rewarding. Right. It does not mean it's going to equate to the success of, say, a Sadie driver. <laughs> Well, again, she's, as we just found out, only a freshman. But um, Because technically, Sadie probably took somebody's spot that is an upperclassman. Oh. That, so that person's heartbroken today. Um, How do you feel about that, John? I don't. Do you want to answer for that? You know, it's funny. Maybe they set their alarm wrong. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> I was praying yesterday, because this stuff is very, it's, a, it's one of those, like, I know this is not all of life. Yeah. And I try to make sure Sadie knows it's not all of life. But when you're 15, mm-hmm. like this is a, and this is the only sport you play. Yeah. And you play you it. You need some wins. You every need a weekend, couple of wins. You play man. it, you know, like for her in her world, it's a big deal. Yeah. So it's like that weird balance of, I, I don't, I don't want to dial back like, hey, it's just a game now. You shake it off. Like I'm like, well, yeah. I'm supposed to be involved in what's important sure. to you. You want to celebrate with her when things go good and yeah. just say, like, well, this is not the end of the world. And even if you win, it's not final we're yeah. gonna keep moving but it's we celebrate it we celebrate wins yeah because and then tomorrow there'll be something that we're, we're getting yeah. good at like there's always going to be something else that's going to be challenging yeah 
In fact, she had some challenges last year, and she told me last night, she goes, because her work ethic has kind of shifted and changed, and it's been commented on by some coaches, by other players. And she was like, you know, I think that disappointment last year is what kind of yeah. got me going to be a little more determined. And I was like, you know, within, and so we prayed last night. I was like, you know, I'm, this is weird to say, say, but this is how it works. Like, we didn't want that difficulty, mm-hmm. but we're going to thank God for it. Yeah. Because, you know, not only saying he sent it, but I'm saying if it, I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, that's that perseverance that develops that character that, you know, that endurance yeah. develops something within you. So it's like I'm getting to the place where I'm trying not to just pray because as a six, you're always praying like, keep the trouble away from my kid and keep her safe and let uh-huh. it all go well. It's very tempting to do that. Yeah. Just let it all go well, you know, and, and it's like now I'm going, God, as is like pleasing to you, I right. am asking you for the sickness and, and yeah. the catastrophes and those things to go around her. I think the Lord's Prayer, yeah. when he, you know, uh, lead us lead us not to temptation and another translation of that, another version of that in the Anglican world would be uh, save us in the time of trial. Uh-huh. So the temptation we think of is like a temptation to sin, but yeah. that word is testing and trial and temptation. Are kind yeah, it of could be temptation similar. to doubt God in the middle of a trial. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be not what we think of as even a temptation. Right. Because it always sounds weird. Why would God ever lead you to temptation? And we know scripture that's not right. Well, what it's saying is, is they a better translation would probably save us in the time of the struggle. You yeah. Know? Interesting. And then deliver us from evil. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, I think it's okay to say, God, you know, the things that could be wrong or evil today, but... On the things that aren't those big ones, it's like I'm yeah. going, hey, maybe there needs to be some uncomfortability. Yeah. Let it be the right thing that she learns from. Let it not be, you know, let her, help her to grow now in these yeah. character traits, not just in. Well, it's know. cool. She's learning that and she's kind of recognizing, oh, this this thing that I thought was an uh, uh, obstacle has made me better because I didn't let it like destroy me. That's yeah. pretty cool. Because, I mean, that's a th- th- some adults never learn that. Well, and here's the thing. It'll turn. I told her, we celebrate the win. There'll be another. Yeah, there'll be another something. And, it, and, it, and it, even today, I mean, like there's always, well, the team's all being put together and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's highs and lows and highs and lows. And you don't know who's going to be in rut, rut, what rotation and all those things. So rut, it's like, rut, said, rut, 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 Honestly, this is the truth. Yeah. Like, I love to watch her play. Right. And yeah, I got to get to a game. I got to get some. I got to get, get some. There's a lot. Ske- some school. schedules. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Team Sadie all the way. Team when Sadie. you come, she does pretty well usually. Yeah. You know what? I think. Uh, it's I mean, we good. don't drop your phone in the middle of a silent gym while she's trying to was, score the. That was point my like after, 80s movie moment. Like a like a 10 point comeback at, yeah. at serving. That was like eighth grade Johnny's worst nightmare. <laughs> It's like having the whole lunchroom look at me, my whole tray of food falls or something. We told the story before, but yeah. Sadie yeah. was like, they were down 24, like 18. She ran off like... And she was up to serve, and we're like, we're done. Yeah. You gotta win by two. She has to serve from 18 to 26. There's no way. Yeah. And it just started. She ran off like 11 straight points. Well, she's nine. How much? Nine, nine straight points. 10, yeah. So. And so I'm like, and then it's like, wasn't, I don't know if it was game point yet, but it, it was, was like to tie it. You got to win by two or something. Like, Maybe it was to go up one. And it was pin drop. And I've got I got my phone in my hand. I'm trying to decide whether I want to film this. And then I look up and it just falls out of my hand. And it's these metal bleachers. So right as she's in her serving motion, ping! <laughs> I was like, ugh. And you looked back like, Are you seriously? Serious? And luckily it was an ace. Yeah, she served she an ace. She didn't. Uh, so I did not cost the. She didn't flinch. But it was very. It was, it was like something out of a movie. Yeah. Like, of course. 
<laughs> Uncle Johnny's going to ruin the moment and then set her on a course to be homeless and penniless. And, it, yeah. Yeah. It, and it's yeah. my fault. I hope all that's not riding on volleyball. <laughs> I will say that I am, and you can hold me to this. Yeah. I feel like I did a little better last club season because it is, because it's what we do almost You mean weekend. being a volleyball dad? Like not letting my emotions. Yeah. Rise and like she's going to have enough of that. She's learning life right. through this. Is it could be anything? It could be a job. It could be an experience. Like this happens to be one of the ways she learns teamwork and you know hard work, and she learns resilience and showing up and doing things you don't feel like doing. And by the she, way, speaking of another word we don't need is resiliency. Stop saying resiliency, yeah. people. When you mean resilience, resiliency is not a, every sportscaster. This team showed great resiliency. That's not a word. Yeah, it's resilience. Yeah. What are you doing? You want to know even one even worse? What's that? Irregardless. Oh, yeah. It, and they've used it so long that it's now a thing. It's probably in the dictionary because they will is. add it if you Merriam use it. Webster. That's what I was going to say when you said yeah. Merriam-Webster. I was like, what do you think when they add the five words a year? And you're like, oh, you yeah. added this out of mistake. Right. But that's how language evolves, Johnny. Ugh. Isn't that how our lives evolve, too? Or like they add <laughs> meanings to words that we've already had. Like filter now probably has right. an Instagram meaning added to it in addition to like... Yeah. The normal term for filter. Now we realize that when well, we need to add the meaning of like a lens filter yeah. for apps on your phone. Yeah. Otherwise, people won't understand the use of it. So I guarantee you, Miriam Webster, there's probably filter, but it means, you know, a fake out for your whatever photo you're trying to post. I, I, I'm not, maybe I'm wrong. But let's. Get I mean, a, there's no way to know. Let's reach out to Miriam Webster <laughs> and find out. But no, next week we'll confirm or deny. We we were going to do that whole segment of like wrong about that where we discuss where we were wrong the week before and we just go over all of our mistakes yeah. and you know snafus and faux pas. We keep saying that, but we don't do it. We don't. Do it. I think it's because we don't want to own our mistakes. I don't mind. See, we're not like Sadie. We don't like the obstacles. We just ignore them. Here's the deal. Maybe that's why I've not had any growth. I've just been stacking win after win <laughs> after win for so long. You know what I mean? Like, one day my comeuppance is going to get here, but John, Bro. I'm riding a streak like you can't get over. And you're like the DJ Khaled of com- comedians. Like, yeah. No. All you I'm do not. is win. Please, no. Win, Please. win. Yeah. No. Johnny. When I step uh, into the building. <laughs> it'd be weird for comedy if everybody's hands, hands went up, up and stayed there. Like, oh, like, guys, put your hands put down. Put your hands down. Do y'all have questions? <laughs> this is a comedy show. <laughs> You ever held your hands up that high for right. that long? It right. hurts. Those like, people are sore by the end of that hip-hop concert. Like, there have been prayers in my youth where they're like, you raise your hand while I pray for you. Yeah. And the guy goes like five minutes, and you're like, dude, my arm is asleep, right. and I'm not, I don't even want to pray anymore. You ever go down for prayer, and the person puts their hand on you, and the first one, you're like, this is really nice. He's like, talk about the whole thing of like, we need touch. Yeah. It's a very cool thing that God kind of wired into us, that like, we lay hands on each other, but it's not like, oh, power is being transferred. I think it's more of like, I'm connecting right. in a human way to this person. But then you're like, the prayer goes on and on. And then you start thinking, man, this guy's hand is hot. Yeah, like that hand. Sweaty. Yeah. You go, when he lifts that hand, there's going to be a handprint a of hand sweat. Print. A wet handprint. <laughs> yeah. A holy wet handprint. Yes. Which was the name of our album, by the way. It was. Um, no, I don't know why we never <laughs> got signed to anybody. <laughs> holy wet handprint. Uh, dot com. Dot com. All right, John, mm. I think it's time to go back, <laughs> all the way back uh, into history. Mm. Uh, we talk about this week in history sometimes on the show, and it's a segment we like to call 
talk about then. Uh, born this week, mm. 1951, uh, sadly passed in 2014, Robin Williams. Uh, wow. Was there anybody better than Robin Williams? You know, we're... By the way, someone asked me when they heard that my kids been watching binge watching Friends. And yeah. Like, you know, I understand there's some mature content on there, and we've yeah. skipped over a few things. But I saw the episode where um, him and Billy Crystal. Do you remember this? No. It's an opening to one of the Friends episodes. They're they're in uh, the coffee shop. Okay. And Rachel comes in, or sorry, Monica comes in, and she sits down, and she's it's just like okay, like any show. Yeah. She's got some problem, and she's starting to tell it. And then all of a sudden, these two guys at another table mm-hmm. just start taking control of the conversation. Right. Like, it's Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. Huh, I don't remember that episode. Oh, you need to go see it. And, they, and Robin's playing a character. He's speaking in a really funny accent. Yeah. And Billy's like, what are you talking? You know, I found out my wife is cheating on me. And he's like doing this thing. Right. And he keeps interrupting them. And they're all watching. And she keeps trying to tell his story. And then they, can you mind if they come and sit down next to him? Uh-huh. And... Every time she tries, you know, they're having this conversation. They finally are all watching, you know, and it turns out Billy Crystal says, I was the one cheating with your <laughs> wife. And he, you, and he, I hate you. And like literally they, they just steal the whole show on yeah. purpose and they walk out. Right. And they turn to Monica is like, what were you saying? She's like, I don't remember. And it goes into the, to the, yeah, you're the so thing. perfect. It was like, I mean, he could, yeah. he could capture a room, man. Yeah. And it's interesting too, like as a comic, when you talk about comics who want to get into acting. And then they want to do like the, you know, you want to have the Bill Murray arc where you're like, I'll do my Caddyshack. I'll have my moment where like I'm the biggest movie star in the world as a comedian. Mm -hmm. And then you want to get to where you're taken seriously. And nobody ever thought that way before Robin Williams. Right. Because he was the one who was able to do it. Oh, yeah. Like he won an Academy Award for serious acting. You know, he was nominated for Dead Poet Society, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I think he ended up winning for Goodwill Hunt. I think he won for Goodwill Hunting. I could be wrong, but I think he won Best Supporting Actor for Goodwill Hunting. But anyway, he was nominated a couple of times. But like, to go from the world's best stand up to like, I'm going to be the world's best comedic actor to like, I think I want to do these roles that my audience may not follow me. They yeah. may not, they may be like, why is he doing that? Yeah. And then to go do it and be the best at it. Now he kind of laid the pathway for like Jim Carrey wanting to do the same right. thing. And other, Will Ferrell's done some of that. Yeah, 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 same thing. You just go, I I feel permission now to try this. And I think he was the guy that opened that door for a lot of people. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Robin. Uh, okay. Uh, Thomas Cavendish. Does that ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Everyone knows about Around it. the World Voyage, uh, July 21st, 1586. Thomas Cavendish starts his voyage around the world. He completed the voyage in 1588, two years making him the second Englishman to lead an expedition around. I don't know why second. Yeah. Is the, why is this even making this? If he was the second. Was first Magellan? Was he the first circum? Maybe because in those days, Johnny, it wasn't all just about who was first and best. Have you ever thought about that? It just feels like they're reaching on this week in history, but <sighs> I'm sorry. Which would mean That's, we're, that means we're I'm, reaching. I'm reaching right along with them. I'm sorry. Right. The first ship sunk by aircraft, huh. uh, 1921 this week, John. Uh it was a demonstration by Brigadier General William S. Mitchell. So this sounds like a demonstration. I wonder what that – maybe it was like a test, yeah. military test. Yeah. Like, he was yeah. like showing like, hey, we've got such good guidance now on these bombs. Or maybe the guy was just a good shot. I don't know. How does that work? Are those uh, guided? No, they can drop. In, 20, they, in 1921, though? 
to know like this is going to hit that ship well, they down could, there. They could drop torpedoes from airplanes that hit the water and then come up, but I don't know if they had that technology. Yeah, I'd be interested to know how that all. Uh, Interesting. Uh, here's another military one: the first jet fighter to land and take off from a ship, 1946. Hmm. Uh, USS Roosevelt or Roosevelt? Is it Roosevelt? It's Roosevelt. Um, yeah, it uh, felt like a Roosevelt to me, but. Roosevelt sounds like how you'd say it if you had like a Scottish, but riddle me this. Yes, you said the first jet. Yes, I think that I think that prop planes. I think Probably we had did it we had prop planes doing it in. Well, think about it. Uh, we know the Pearl Harbor movie, which is steeped in some truth, where they they took those yeah. those bombers. Remember, they got close to Japan right. to go back and bomb. That's the Alec Baldwin, and that would have been what year? That'd have been forty early forty two. Yeah, so this is forty six. Yeah, so. Uh, all right, John, a couple more. We have the first train robbery from one Jesse James. Wow. This week, 1873. The outlaws Jesse James and his brother Frank James and the younger brothers, who are unnamed, robbed their first train. Didn't know this part of it. Wearing Ku Klux Klan masks, mm. they derailed a Rock Island line train west of Adair, Iowa. The train engineer and fireman died as a result of the wreck. They still, there's a lot of train crashes in history that we've come yeah. across that I feel bad about. Because it's like, hey, all these circus people died. Sorry, we yeah. bummed you out at the end of the show. But anyway, yeah. I didn't know that. But they stole $2,000 from the safe and $1,000 from the passengers. There was supposed to be a shipment of gold on the train, which is why they probably were robbing it. But it had been delayed. So they were kind of off in their logistics. This marked the first time in the U.S. that uh, train robbers had stopped a moving train to rob it. So somehow they got the train to stop. A $10,000 reward was offered for the capture. They had formed their gang in 1866 and up to now had been robbing mostly banks and stagecoaches. So it was kind of a bold well, these uptick are, in there. So 1866 is the year after the Civil War. And so these are former Confederates. And I think we missed that. So, a yeah. lot of like that Wild West right. sort of the the bandits. Uh-huh. Are a lot of former Confederates like wreaking havoc? Yeah, this I mean, is seventy three when they tried this mess, mm-hmm. but yeah, eighteen sixty is when they formed their gang. But I wonder if the Klan mask was more about like protecting their identity and like instilling fear, or if it was like a real ideological move. I watched a documentary on Jesse James, and I'm trying to remember. Were they white supremacists? Yes. Okay. Pretty certain. I mean, again, Confederates. Yeah. Um. So, by the way, you know Jesse James like. Hideout Hangout is right down here at White's Creek in Nashville. Jesse James Hangout sounds like a cool burger bar in and of itself. There's this little street I used to drive by it every day as a kid. Yeah. And there's a little historical marker, but they still have like a little, almost like town, it's not a town square, it's literally a couple old buildings on both sides of, uh, what row would that be? I don't recall. And he just hung out there. I think that was his hideout. I think that may have been like, he was in that area a lot, I think, so... Yeah, I mean, these, obviously, they didn't know he was hiding out till later. Probably. These criminals, man. I can't. All right. Uh, let's see. I got one more. And it is about the coldest recorded day in history. Okay. Do you want to take a guess? This is, and you probably know where it is. Antarctica. Antarctica. Okay. But give me an idea of what you think the coldest recorded temperature. Temperature. In history. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Now, they have a Celsius but that we're not good. Right. I'm not going to see her convert. Yeah. That would just be showing off. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember the equation. Yeah. Um, okay. Actual. So my wife would have to ask this. Yeah. Actual temperature or the wind chill? Because this she, is, this looks like it's just, it does not say anything. She about wind claims chill. that how that this is such a like 
two thing between me and her. Right. We have this argument all the time. Right. She claims mm-hmm. that the feels like temperature is the real temperature because that's what it feels like to everybody who feels it. Well, but I think it only feels that way depending on wind speed. The, too. Humidity, the wind speed can change. So the humidity it's not a sustained. Doesn't matter. She's like, she'll, she'll go, it's 105. I'll go, honey, it says 98. She's like, look at this. It says it feels like 105 because a two feels first. Right. And so a I was six say, thinks first. There she goes I feeling the, again. I want the data. Yeah. And so we literally, I'm like, this is the I've most. I've got the evidence that says it's 86. This is the most two six things. And then you ever say, happened. you're a fool. And then she hits you, and then you feel it, which is beautiful. This feels like I got hit. So I'm going to say negative. Okay. I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Negative 76. You're way off. Really? Negative 128.6. Come on. Can you imagine? Wow. You what don't, year? This is uh, 1983. So pretty recent. Huh. You don't want to be out in that. No. That'll, that'll run your plants. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would be like you put your hand out, your blood vessels would freeze. Oh, yeah. Immediately. What is absolute zero? It's in Kelvin, I think. But there's a... there's an. How is Kelvin, anyway? Oh, he's doing great. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? But he... What is Kelvin? There, Fahrenheit, Kel- Celsius. Kelvin's another measure. Another scale. Yeah, but it, I believe. We just didn't, we were, we were like, no, we're good. We my got, wife is freaking we got out Fahrenheit. She's like chemistry stuff. But uh, if I remember correctly, there's an absolute zero at which like particles stop moving kind yeah. of thing. Like it's not just something's frozen. We've seen these videos in like Minnesota and stuff where they throw the boiling water in the air and it just becomes vapor in the air. It's boiling when they throw it. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. That's. It's really weird. Last year we had, would you remember the freezing fog we had two years ago? Uh huh. Where I, that's basically what it becomes. It becomes this freezing fog in the air, and then it just dissipates. Well, I mean, the road looked just wet, and then that's when the worship concert starts. You just <laughs> throw that in the air, and then they're like, "We are His people," and then the that's when the song. But your breath a, freezes. A delay guitar starts in. Yeah. <laughs> but like we left the house, I left before them in my truck. Yeah. And by the time I got to the final hill at the end of my road, like it was just, I was in a sled. It's a four wheel drive. And I mm-hmm. was just in a sled. I mean, yeah. it, the four wheel drive did nothing. That's the thing I hate about people that go, like, you guys can't even drive on ice. Nobody can drive on ice. It's ice. If it's four wheel drive and you have chains. Yeah. But, but if you're not getting traction, it doesn't matter what your driving skill is. Like, that's why there's people, like when you go to these snow, I go to these ice towns all the time and they're like i thought you guys were good at this there'll be so many tractors turned over so many cars and ditches you're like you guys are supposed to be the good ones i'm seeing a lot of state license plates that are from your state so y'all aren't nailing it like you think you are so instead of when you go to a show and it's been snowing you're like thank you guys for you know braving the weather you're like yeah. you know what you guys yeah suck at oh this. i just like I just come in with a huge right chip on my shoulder yeah oh that's great they people love it when yeah you do that. but 128 that's uh negative 128 what's the the record here is like negative 20s right because um, I know in Knoxville, Tennessee, during the blizzard of what in the nineties, it got to negative twenty. Yeah, it was like was negative twenty. I remember, and I remember thinking like it hurt so much to be outside. Yeah, you know, and uh, but I can't imagine a hundred degrees more. We were in the negative tens, I think, last year. That's mm-hmm. what killed all the plants around here. Yeah, like if you drive right now, and I noticed in your neighborhood today. Yeah, there's there no holly some, bushes. Some arbavitas were like, mm-hmm. or as some say around here, arbavites. Yeah. Okay, depending on what part of the south you're from. Right. But they were like, what's weird is it's like there's six of them, mm-hmm. pretty little maids all in a row, as Chris Farley would say. Yeah. And like just two of them are dead, right? 
Right. Just randomly, and the other four are fine. And they absorb like, nut- well, a couple of them absorb nutrients from the other and hung on. I don't know what it's it like is. like one of those twins in vitro. It's very – that's weird. But it's very like, why did one – they're the exact – they're planted at the same time. Yeah. Come on, this will preach, Johnny. Yeah. They're planted at the same time. Okay. They're the same size. They're experiencing the same amount of water. Oh, man. They're experiencing, I mean, like, this is getting to what us. is going on this here that one falls and the other stays, guys? One paid their tithe and one, <laughs> wait, no, I'm trying to think where you would go with it. It's a somebody believed and somebody, oh, it's, some of y'all need to plant yourself. Some of y'all are expecting the tree next to you. Some of y'all's roots are, to, uh, I don't know. But there's really no, like, I have no answer. Yeah. Y'all need to mulch your... <laughs> <laughs> Did I tell you that I'm preaching in an Episcopal church? Yes. In October. In uh, a Colonial Williamsburg. Colonial Williamsburg. And I'm so excited about it. Are you going to wear like one of those triangle hats? I don't. I don't. Please? I don't think so. Can you please dress as a blacksmith? I do have to ask them what I'm supposed to wear. But so I, lo- I, pants I love pants with poofy thighs. In the Anglican traditions, yeah. which Episcopalian is of is one of them, or Episcopal, yeah. is like because I, I sat with an Episcopal priest the other day was talking about some I think stuff. Episcopalian is a thing I think they're both yeah I think it's resiliency resiliency yeah irregardless yes uh, he said do you know for for guys like you who are not raised in these traditions like uh-huh. you know the sermon is a lot shorter than yeah that's right to. it's like a little like uh, fun minute it's like a it's thir- he's like, like 13 minutes he's like amazing. he's like this Sunday was like 13 minutes for me he uh, goes he said the focus is the Eucharist the focus yes. is the body of Christ and then the, that, and, and some of the like the traditions and the rituals and the things yeah I mean there's prayers you pray and, and, and everybody's doing the same thing the book of common prayer and uh, around the world all of them will be praying right. that, that same thing or having that same lesson uh-huh. and so it, it was just interesting to me it was like a 13 minute occasionally Andrew and I will do that tag team thing where I'll like even put a I'll put a timer on the screen because mm-hmm. I need that pressure. I'll like play it off as funny with the crowd. Like, look, guys, I'm only going 12 minutes a day. All yeah. right, don't start the timer yet. This is not counting the t- you know like yeah. and I'll get them. And it, it's actually really good for me, but yeah. I have to cut it down to like half a page. But let me say this about the Episcopals because yes, they have the shorter sermons, which may make you like I think I might be Episcopal, but don't they have to wear like robes and stuff? They wear they wear robes. So see, well, it depends. I don't know if every Episcopal church wears. I think, that's but the, the people, about, the people don't wear robes, though. No, like I wouldn't have to put on a robe. No, to go listen to the eleven minute sermon. That's correct. Okay, but the, I mean the service will be longer than that, right? Because there's other things. I'm going to do my best to speak with. Um, well, we need to start doing some dry runs because I don't think you can do it. You don't think I can do it? <laughs> <laughs> I got to think of this as a tag team. Yeah. But like, hey, can y'all put a timer on the screen? They're like, we don't have a screen or whatever. I don't right. Know what say. Exactly. Don't heretic. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Now I really am worried about not like I'm learning things, but I told Laura's like I kind of would have preferred to go attend one, uh-huh. not like suddenly speak at one. You know, like with the nerd. Well, it little, might be. Yeah, you might do that anyway, just to say like. I so you know what you're kind of walking into. But I right? have this other job. Yes, that happens on Sundays in the church that right. I work. Are there midweek services ever in an Episcopal church that you could maybe? Uh, uh, I think during like Holy Week and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but that's maybe online. Maybe you could watch online and get a feel. There's other things I can do. Yes. Yes. But I'm not going to do them, Johnny. Wow. <laughs> you really put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> it's, I'm just kidding. I will. I will. I will okay. have to research. I do want to. I do want to honor. I can't wait to see how it goes. But I still say, you. go with that. Go with that triangle hat. What are those called? Didn't we figure out what those were called one day? Uh, the triangle hat. The I think you're thinking of like Greek or- Greek Orthodox. No, I'm saying for because it's for uh, Williamsburg. 
Oh, you're talking That's about... That's why you are the triangle You hat. think that everyone there still dresses in colonial garb. It is called a tricorn. Yeah. Yeah. Like what what Mel Gibson wore in The Patriot. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a tricorn hat, uh, which is three unicorns. <laughs> it's a... It's a fusing of three unicorns. It's a horrible creature. What did, a monster. Did I tell you that I saw... You're going to laugh so hard. So I've started watching movies on planes, right? Yeah. You and I have been on a few planes together recently. Mm-hmm. So I... On one, they were offering Shazam. Sure. So I watched Shazam. There and, you go. And, and now the, I want to see Shazam too. In all the Creed movies too, by the way. I caught up on Creed. Yeah. So good. Um, so when uh, Laura and Sadie were gone for something... They were going to be gone like the whole night. Oh, say he was babysitting. Mm-hmm. And um, so I knew I had like five, six hours. And I was in my Sabbath. Like I now, I now have, I've tried to honor yeah. a 24-hour period where I don't advance myself with work. Like I might yeah. do something around the house that doesn't count for me. Right. But like I'm not, I'm not doing the budget. I'm not writing a book. I'm not like sending the emails. Right. Like this is a moment to let God worry about all that. Yeah. You know? And so I watched Shazam too. Of course. And not to give it away. Okay. I've not seen it. Well, I was told this week by one of our listeners that we keep giving away lots of movie plots. We do. And I apologize, y'all. Yeah. That's my bad. One of them was, oh, the Little Mermaid. She was very upset. Oh, well, that, they've had time for that one. I don't feel bad about that. I mean, that. And I guess it's still pretty recent. That's like six cents at this point. Well, it's been out like, what, a month and a half? No, but I'm saying the Little Mermaid's the same plot. Remember, I told you what was different at the end. Oh, right. Something different. And she was like, no. I was like, I'm sorry about that. But then the other one was yeah. a really old movie. I was like, hey, it's been 20 years. She yeah. was like, no, that one's on me. If you haven't seen Shazam 2, at the, <laughs> at the end, like there's all these mythical creatures coming out of the other yeah. dimension or whatever, you know. But yeah. the, the it's really kind of funny. But the guy says that the most feared creature of all uh-huh. is the unicorn. Really? And so all of them are like, what? Because a little girl loves unicorns. And mm-hmm. so sure enough, like, these unicorns get called unicorns, I just said. They come out and... They're wearing their unicorns. They, they, they This unicorn comes out. I mean, it's like this huge black horse. Like, it's this yeah. very fierce. And all the other creatures are scared of it kind of thing. Right. Of course, the little girl can, you know... Right. She's harnessed the power of the unicorn, and she's not right. scared. She's not scared, so it does her bidding, basically. And, you know, but, but does it kill people? Does the unicorn, like, really fight? Does it, it use its horn to gore people? It fights the bad people. Like they, it, it, all the other bad creatures. And it creatures, makes sense that horn is going to do some damage if you. But it was just funny to hear like how like. Right. We think of them as like right. my little pony. It's like. Yeah. It's going to be a beautiful little sprightly animal. And they're like, no, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fun little play on. What did Michael Scott say one time about seeing a unicorn? He had some funny. I don't know. Some funny line about not believing in them. Maybe well, someday I'll see one kind of thing. My horn know? can touch the sky. <laughs> That's what it was. Where <laughs> <laughs> Dwight's bought them all up. and he's So dumb. Yeah. Well, I just think it's going to be great. I So I want to see that. I want to see, you're going to stream that sermon, right? I Make thought you sure. meant Shazam too. It's like, no, Johnny, I'm That's saying, prohibited. I want to see you in a tricorn preaching. They don't wear tricorns just because they're in Tricorn and a robe. Gosh. <laughs> Somehow, like, and you're, you're doing like glass blowing. <laughs> you're banging one of those hammers on a horseshoe that's blacksmith there's a lot of stuff going on in this yeah because it's colonial okay i am excited i'm hoping my wife can go this time we did this event reggie and i did this event last year yeah uh it's called let freedom ring and it's really really unbelievable you guys should go look it up just just google that in, in williamsburg but it's um 
like the whole community, the university, mm-hmm. everyone's coming together in this city to um, – you can't right the wrongs of the past, but they're trying to acknowledge and have a, have a different path moving forward. Yeah. Uh, about the history, especially of you know the black residents of that of that city, that usually like if you go to for years and years, that's part of it. You go to Colonial Williamsburg and you take the tours or whatever. You're just taking like they're not telling you the history of yeah. like half the population. Mm-hmm. You're only hearing about the the white residents. You're not he, you're not seeing even some of the the free blacks of that area. And so now they're excavating. That was one of the the coolest things ever was this archaeological dig. And it's been on CNN. It's been all over. There's a documentary film they put out about it um, that um, they were finding remains that were buried on this on this property where the first black the, – the, the oldest black church in America. Because yeah. that's where we were speaking is the oldest black church in America there. First Baptist Colonial Williamsburg. And so it's just un- it's just unbelievable. So they saw us on Good Morning America, and those are the kinds of talks that they're having. They want to have the talks. So you come, and it's like you know, you know, people of, of all you know races and colors are coming into the same building to just have open conversation about it. They're doing such good work. I wish I wish our community was doing more mm-hmm. uh, to see. So it's it's pretty exciting and, and um, honestly humbling because it's not like we're coming to offer something that they don't have. It's like they just want to collaborate they want to just keep having the conversations and sharing hope and they see us as someone you know who can be a part of that conversation so yeah um but in it truthfully i'm the one learning a thousand times more you know from them so it's not a knowledge thing as much as it's like a it's great to lots of cool people get to be a part yeah. of it yeah yeah it's really really awesome so check it out yeah let freedom ring uh foundation we just want to say thanks to you guys for being a part of the show if you want to support the show mm. Go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. Over 250 archived episodes for you. Maybe you're on a long vacation. You need that drive. You need that something to binge. Yeah. Uh, listen, there's a lot of garbage out there. Let us be your garbage. Yeah, if you're going to have some garbage, choose us. us. Yeah. Choose us. If you want to support the show, there's a little donate button up there. You can get ad-free content that way. And uh, what else can I tell you? Oh, johndriver.com. If you want to mm. find out John's book projects. And uh, if you want to be a patron, we send sometimes we send books and all of our projects out. We send free mm. content to people that are our patrons. We love our patrons. Uh, JohnnyW.com is my website, J-O-N-N-I-E-W.com. Yeah. And a lot of cool new tour dates going up. Every day we're adding new dates. So You're, cr- you're crazy busy Hopefully right I'm now. coming to your city, yeah. uh, listener, before the end of the year, and you get to see me uh, do my jokes live. That would be great. Yeah. If you haven't been to a Johnny show, I mean. What are you doing? Yeah, you should life. go. You should go. I was going to say, just you skip it. You thought, I was say, you thought I was saying it to you like, what are you doing, John? Stop <laughs> pressuring, tell them. Stop pressuring these people. <laughs> the show's not that good. Yeah. Uh, the show's amazing, Johnny. Oh, that's I've nice. been to many. Did you know I still laugh at the jokes that I already know the punchline to? That's fair. They nice. get me every time. Yeah. So um, you haven't told Jesus of Nazareth no. ever from the stage. Is that, was that yours? No, it's from a movie. It's from an old okay. movie. Yeah. yeah. It's from an old movie. But yeah. I never said, like, by the way, I didn't take, like, full. No, no, you didn't silly. credit. Well, it's a weird thing to, like, you just meet somebody. I walked I'm away. I'm reminded of <laughs> Meatballs 2, where <laughs> Is that I, think, I think it was, I think it was Meatballs 2, where that you, joke You were came too from. embarrassed to, to cite it. I was too embarrassed to credit Meatballs 2. They didn't even have Bill Murray in it. It only took 26 years for you to make that right. Maybe I, that's, I, I think I've told you since then that it wasn't my Maybe line, that's been the hindrance. 
to the, to you this whole time. Like you finally discovered it. Yeah. Like I feel like a burden has been released. <laughs> a meatball as it were. That's great. Yeah. And now listener, we release you. Yes. Uh, from the rest of this podcast until we meet again next week on Talk About That. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.